0: Welcome to The Staggering Truth. I'm your host, Burton Staggs. In this week's episode of The Staggering Truth, I'm going to tell you about a murder that happened 40 years ago in Lawrence County, Tennessee, and a teenager's killer may still walk those streets today. Just a few days before Halloween in 1979, a 19-year-old woman disappeared, never to be seen alive again. A few weeks later, a local hunter thought he found a Halloween prank. What he found was much more ominous. He found the body of that missing teenager. Today, the sister of that young lady pushes on to find her killer or killers. Lisa Staggs promised her mother she would not let her sister be forgotten. According to the National Weather Service and my research, October 23rd, 1979 was cold, it was windy, and it was rainy. That night, Cindy Kilburn, who was only 19 at the time, was closing up at the local Long John Silver's restaurant in Lawrenceburg. Kilburn had worked there almost three years, and was being promoted into management that night around eleven thirty she went with another employee to make the nightly bank deposit before heading home. Kilburn's boss at the time had nothing but the highest compliments about her. Cindy Kilburn's husband, David, reportedly told law enforcement that he woke up around two a m after falling asleep watching a ball game. He noticed his wife was not home. He called the police to report her missing. Alba Mahoney went with Kilburn to make that deposit. She said she saw Kilburn's car turn off North Military onto Jackson Street in Lawrenceburg, which would put her just a few blocks from her home on Simpson Street. Early media reports from then say that Mahoney made the missing persons report. David Kilburn said he found his wife's 1978 Dodge Aspen just a short distance from their home. The car was parked in the parking lot of a Little League field. The car was within seeing distance of the couple's residence. Friends and co-workers of Cindy Kilburn said what they found inside the car made them suspect that something was wrong immediately. Cindy Kilburn's car was found with the window rolled partially down. Remember, the weather was terrible that night. No keys were found, but something that shocked the co-workers at the time, Kilburn's purse was inside the vehicle. The people that had worked with her said that they knew something was wrong because Cindy was said to keep her purse with her everywhere, and that made them fear the worst. Two weeks later, their worst fears came true. In a field just off the road about seven miles east of Lawrenceburg on Weekly Creek Road, a farmer made a discovery. That farmer, John D. White, had gone quail hunting when he saw something. White went to find his neighbor. He told that neighbor what he saw. At first, White thought he saw a mannequin, maybe a Halloween prank. He reportedly recently had bush-hogged that area and had not seen his soon-to-be all-but-clear, grisly discovery. During my research for this episode, I found a newspaper article that said the neighborhood told White, As scared as you look, I believe it's more than that. They returned to the scene and found a partially decomposed body. They could not identify the body because a sweater was covering the face. However, the clothing, including the sweater, matched the clothing that Cindy Kilburn was last seen wearing the night she disappeared. Kilburn's body was found with her sweater up over her face and her bra pulled up. This and marks on the ground led the two men and police at the time to believe that she had been dragged to that point. In preparing for this episode... I also talked with the 22nd Judicial District Attorney Brent Cooper and his investigator. He told me, looking back at the case, that the killer tried to conceal the body. This matches up with a 1979 report that the man who found her said he had not seen the body just a few days before when he was working in that area. Published reports at the time were limited about the details of Kilburn's death. In preparing to look into this case, That has perplexed a town for nearly four decades, I went to the medical examiner for answers. Cindy Kilburn died of deep stab wounds to her heart and both lungs. Her killer meant to kill her. The attack was brutal. The murder weapon, which plunged into Kilburn's chest, went over nine inches deep, according to the medical examiner. Here are some shocking new developments. The killer may have left behind biological evidence. I will not reveal something that would only be known to the killer, but he or she did something to the body that proves this attack was very personal and very vicious. Lisa Staggs, who is the sister of Cindy Kilburn, told me that until Brent Cooper was elected to the office of district attorney, that no other official had been willing to speak with her family about her sister's death. In a scrapbook that Stagg showed me in the 1980s, a congressman had written the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation to ask them to speak to the victim's family. While looking through as much data as I could find, I found that David Kilburn had made statements to local media. He said that his wife would have never left on her own. In 1980, the then district attorney told local media that he presented the evidence to a Lawrence County Grand Jury accusing two individuals in the death of Kilburn. He said that would happen in the foreseeable future. It is unknown if that ever happened. Over the course of my investigation, I have found numerous reports that said law enforcement did not believe the killing was random and they had solid leads. Forty years and still nothing. Over the past few months, I've ran into multiple dead ends looking into this case. When I say dead ends, I mean that literally almost all the officials involved at the time of this murder are now literally deceased. As this case has aged, working it has become more difficult. The passage of time leads to loss of information. Brent Cooper The District Attorney told me evidence gets lost. We've had witnesses die. It happens with cases this old. District Attorney Cooper and I have talked about this case in depth. And he told me if someone has told you something about this case, even if it seems minor, that he would love to talk to you. I did find a law enforcement agent from the time of the murder, and he believes that the main suspect is still alive and walking the streets today. When Cooper won the election as district attorney, he made it a mission to look at cold cases in the area and bring closure to the family. Part of the staggering truth is available because Brent Cooper and his investigators have been willing to work with me on cold cases. Cindy's sister Lisa told me when she heard about the general's comments, she reached out to him. And she said she promised her mom that she wouldn't let her sister be forgotten and that they would just like to have justice for her sister. Cooper and his investigators told me that they have looked at this case and many other in the district, and they plan to bring others into the public eye soon. As I've continued researching this case, I have tried to locate David Kilburn. My research shows that he now resides in Georgia. I would love to talk to him if you're listening to this podcast and you know David Kilburn please have him reach out to me he can reach out to me through Facebook or any other means David Kilburn if you hear this I want to talk to you and if you have any information about the murder of Cindy Kilburn please call Brent Cooper's office the 22nd Judicial District Attorney at 931-766-1453. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Staggering Truth. My hope by doing these podcasts is that we can find justice for these families. Once again, thank you for listening to The Staggering Truth. I'm Bert Staggs.